Welcome to SAS Talk with Kim, your sustainability action series podcast highlighting how local governments are leading the way toward a more sustainable future. I'm your host, Kim Lundgren. I've spent the last 16 years working for and with local governments to help them create resilient, inclusive, thriving communities. I started this podcast series to connect you with the key people on the ground putting sustainability into action in their communities. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to SAS Talk with Kim. I'm your host, Kim Lundgren, and I'm super excited today to have a good friend here with me, Robin Samora. Robin is a small business and PR expert. She's a speaker. She's a mentor. She is everything. Uh, <laughs> someone I love and who's been super helpful for me and my business. Robin, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you for having me. What a pleasure. And so delighted that you're doing great with your business. Really excited for you. Thank you, Robin. So Robin, you're going to talk to us today a bit about branding and mm-hmm. really thinking about what that means. I know a lot of folks, they say brand and they say, well, I've got this logo. <laughs> so, and as you know, last year, KLA spent a good chunk of time with you and others really thinking about what is the KLA brand personality. Um, and from that, I learned so much and we're continuing to learn all the time in this area. But one of the things I've been finding is that my clients, cities and counties, towns around the country, this is not something that they think about all the time. Um, And they don't always have the in-house resources to really do it well. And there's so much there when you think of a brand in in a city, in that experience and what connects folks. So I wonder if you could really walk us through, you know, what are some of the questions that cities should be asking so that they can identify that brand personality, help them figure things out, really get an initiative off the ground? Sure. Well, um, and thanks again for having me. So a brand is how you make somebody feel, right? So your brand personality should be what is the feel of the city or town that you live in. And a brand has to do with also knowing your target market and knowing who who lives in your town or who you want to attract in your city or, or town. And so making sure that there's an alignment between the brand and the also the target market. So if we were talk, to talk about cities, for example, and we talked about brand personalities, I talked to you a little bit before about like the city of Austin, for example. So my daughter's going to be going to school there to the um, to the uh, to UT McComb wow. School of Business. Yeah, really excited, and I really like Austin. So, what's the tagline of Austin, Kim? Uh, keep Austin weird. Keep Austin weird. <laughs> my daughter actually has a T-shirt. I was like, wait a minute, I know this exactly. So it's keep um, Austin weird. So Austin, and and it's really important that this is their brand. So they attract a lot of young, vibrant people. Uh, you know, there's a lot to do outdoors in Texas. It's innovative, uh, non-traditional. You know, wear cowboy boots and T-shirts, and you know, the boardroom. You could think the person. Of a, of a company could be wearing a t-shirt and ripped jeans, not necessarily all suited up in his or her Brooks Brothers outfit. So a brand has to do with um, what is your personality? Um, you know, how does it make people feel? Um, what is the look and feel of it? So that you want to be consistent and on all of your platforms. And that would be, uh, you know, your core values, 
that you believe in for your mission, for your town or your city? Um, what, what does the branding look like? Like, are there certain colors? Is there a certain look and feel? So that everything has to really be authentic to where you are and to, um, and to where you also want to go with your brand. So I talked a little bit before also um, with you separately about like Portland, Oregon. So Portland has its own brand. So it has a brand personality, right? Um, they're, uh, they really own up. They love, uh, they're real, you know, they, they, they take ownership in their, in their community. Um, they have their, you know, Ducks fans. They love the outdoors. Um, they are very particular about, you know, their food and about their wine and about um, all of the different things that are Oregonian. Um, so all, all those things have to do with part of your brand, how you feature it and how you present it to the people that you want to attract uh, to get buy-in. Because every brand is usually uh, promoting something or selling a product or a service. And in a community, it's no different because we're still promoting products and services and we want a call to action to have um, people in the community do certain things, right? Mm -hmm. engage. So engaging it with the brand is really important. So you have to have a lot of thought that goes into it and to make sure that it resonates with your, with the people that live in your community. That was really good explanation, Robin. I think, you know, one of the things I'm curious about, and I'm always saying to my clients is it's important, you know, the logo is a representation, as you said, of your brand mm -hmm. and being able to have that as kind of the, that visual that people can very easily connect with. Can you talk about the importance of being able to feel that brand and sense it in multiple ways, multiple times a day? Sure. So um, a logo is just one part of a brand because, you know, brand is how you uh, make people feel and um, that's really important. But a logo, design, color, that's all important. So a logo or a brand should be um, uh, consistent through everything that you do. So that would mean that was on all of your um, collateral that you have on your website. Uh, if you have a tagline, you'd want to definitely use it on any kind of material website. Um, you'd want to use it whenever you were speaking or if a public official was speaking, because this is all part of the brand that you have. So it ties everything together because when you create a brand, you want to be really careful that it, it, it has a multiple layers that it can be used on. It can be not only colorful, it can be used in black and white and, and that it, it represents the same feeling and the same look and feel, no matter how it might be altered just a little bit, which is a reason why you want to have various, um, various variations, I'd say, of your logo, of your logo, and of of your material as well, and that it's repurposed, and and to be able to repurpose it in a lot of ways as well. Awesome. So there's a tendency, not just at local government level, but across the board, for our messages to convey the what of a particular service mm -hmm. or initiative. Mm -hmm. And what I think really matters is the why. Can you talk a little bit about why that's an important distinction? Why the why is important? Why is the why important? Why, 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 why? <laughs> Instead of, right, a uh, three-year-old says all the time, why? Why that? Why this? 
Um, so the why, I think, I mean, we all talk about the what. We talk about, you know, features. We talk about benefits. But in order for someone to really do something, right, for call to action or for them to uh, really be involved with something, they have to know the why. The why is their purpose. So the purpose, why is someone going to not take their car to work? Um, why is someone going to do a car share? Um, why will someone, um, you know, use the same towel? Um, four days in a row if they're clean in the shower why do they have to you know get another one and it could be from so, so many different reasons so say I lived in Indianapolis and when I was a kid um, I would always go out to the park with my mother and I would always go on her uh, on the swing and I love the swings well if there was uh, you know concrete everywhere and all kinds of buildings and there was no green space that wouldn't be good if I was a parent um, in in, in um, Indianapolis with little kids so my why would be to keep the green so that my kids could enjoy the same things that I did because it would be important to me for my own core values. So it comes down to what's important to you. It's because of what's your purpose so that your kids would be able to enjoy the outside. So, you know, so that, you know, because you think it's ridiculous that, you know, gas prices are so high, so high and you want to be able to, you know, you want to be able to understand your purpose and then that's going to make it so much easier for your why, because that's what drives people. Your why drives people, not the what. It's a personal decision that they make and they have to buy into it. That's a very good way to frame it. And, and just makes me think about, especially for city governments, any local government having to think about their why as far as when they think about their branding and also think about, I always struggle with this, like the target audience. It's like, well, the target audience is everybody that lives here. No, 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 no. Right, exactly. They're breaking no that up and in, in breaking it up based on core values that different groups may have. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit about, I guess, that balance of the tar thinking about your target audiences when you are a local government and you have to talk to everybody in your community? Right. So um, in every group, like just like with a regular marketing, right, you have a, a target audience. You're not selling widgets to everybody. You have a, a particular market. You know how old they are. You know uh, what they're looking at on social media, what they're reading, how much money they're making. I mean, let's just look at Facebook advertising and see what they know about people about target about target marketing, right? But in a community, it's a little bit different because what we have is we have different groups of people that are living within the community. And there might be different influencers or different leaders that um, we might have to target with particular the same message, but maybe it's just reframed in a little bit of a different way to be able to meet what's important to them. So that's about the why. So their why might be a little, one group's why might be a little bit different than another group's why, but mm -hmm. the whys can all work together because it's for the common goal. So you see what I'm saying on that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's super helpful. Right. So uh, a, a community that's really distressed or, or in need, you know, they might have some folks there that really, you know, they need, you know, it could be, you know, they need, um, 
um, they could need, you know, more food banks and then someone else could need, you know, more workspace or someone else um, would need an area where their kids could play. Everybody needs something different, but it's the overall message on how we, on how we communicate to them. And I guess along those lines, uh, you know, around this, the why value proposition is calls to action. This is something we do a lot with our clients is really thinking about what are those, what are we asking people to do? If we're reaching out, what is that ask? Um, So this is in with, of course, transparency and accountability being so important these days with Mm -hmm. government, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a top priority with our clients trying to get their citizens engaged in some fashion, um, whether it's feedback on a plan or coming to an event, or as you're saying, actually making some changes using the bike share program, for example. What are some factors that we should consider when thinking about how local governments really can best craft these calls to action? So we want to see if there are some, um, I think that you're referring to here about talking about the influencers, right? And about how influencers can really impact um, uh, messaging and also a call to action. So it would be important to know who are the local influencers and they could be in community, they could be, you know, uh, a business influencer, they could be um, someone that's in the media. So um, you want to have buy-in from those influencers and they can have, uh, and then they can help uh, message the call to action because uh, people really believe in influence, especially micro-influencers because they have, sometimes they even have a more loyal following. That's a great point. We've actually seen that quite a bit Mm -hmm. on the ground where, you know, if you think about, um, you know, you might have immigrants from a a particular country Mm -hmm. that share a culture, right? Uh, Culturally communicating and engaging with them might be very different. So oftentimes we look for a leader in that community. Exactly. That would be like a micro influencer in that particular way. That's super helpful. And then, you know, there's so many other ways. I mean, you know, just look on social media, um, being able to have a call to action, uh, you know, hashtags that are, uh, that are used often, uh, creating hashtags and um, finding people that are, uh, that are following a certain theme that would be important for um, social media or uh, looking and looking and seeing who's um, active. I mean, there's a site that we use called BuzzSumo, B U Z Z S U M O dot com. And you can see um, if you were to type in, you know, Thrive Indianapolis, for example, and you would be able to see um, who's writing what, who are the influencers, who are the people that are, you know, um, actively sharing the messages and from that particular or sharing the Facebook post so from there you'd be able to also find out who are the people that are really interested and then you can use it that way this this buzz so buzz sumo it's a it's a free version and a paid version I mean I would imagine that it would be something that would be really important to find out who's talking about mm-hmm. your city your town your program um, so, and you can all, you know, also do a Google alert on it for goodness sakes. I mean, our talk or there's one called talk warfare, I think. So there's a lot of ways to, um, be able to find out who's talking about you. Um, and that's really important because that's going to be how you're going to be able to share and also monitor. So another thing you have to do all the time is listen. So we can't always be yakking all the time. We have to be able to listen to what people are saying and not judge 
listen because that's one of the most important things about social media and people have to listen i mean everyone you know then you can determine an action from there you don't always have to jump on something listen hear engage see what people are saying and then Think about it so that you come up with the right response that is brand on. Everything that you have to do has to be brand on because you have a consistent feel um, about how your brand should look and how you want to portray your message. So those are great site uh, resources like BuzzSumo. Um, do they have to be, do they only follow, say, like the hashtag, if you do a hashtag, or will they follow any phrase? No, um, my understanding from when I uh, have worked with it, and I write for a digital marketing agency, so I look at it frequently, um, there's um, articles that you can follow by keywords. You can see who's sharing it, how many Facebook uh, shares, how many LinkedIn shares, um, how many Twitter shares, who are the people that are retweeting, and, and then they give them, like, if they're an influencer or not. So it's it's really great to be able to see. And especially it could be done, um, you know, like by Indianapolis or San Antonio, or it could be done by, you know, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Those are great examples in great and, cities. And one other thing is, too, is <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, of course, then there's Muckracker, M-U-C-K-R-A, Muckracker. M-U-C-K-R-A-C-K-E-R. Yeah, right. Okay. And that's another way that you can find journalists and you can um, find people that would be influencers as far as in the media is concerned as well. My spelling might be off, sorry. But something. That's okay. Yeah. We'll find it. There's a, lot awesome. of, there's, a, there's a lot of amazing free resources that are out there. You know, Google should be your best friend and you can get so much info out there. That's so helpful, Robin. One of the things um, I do want to ask you, um, and I know we're running low on time, um, but of course I could talk to you forever. <laughs> um, a lot of our clients and frankly, local governments just all over the country, they, you know, they're getting told, we're trying to be transparent. Every department get a Facebook page and a Twitter handle and all this stuff, but they're not really able to keep up with it. I wonder, could you just give us you know, three key tips. If you're going to try to take on social media, what are the minimum things that you must do? Because having a Facebook or a, a Facebook page, a Twitter handle, anything like that where you're posting once a month is really not worth it, right? So what are the three minimum things that you must do before taking Well, I think that it's important that we first find out what is your goal with the social media. <clears throat> so goal is always important. Who is your target audience? What is the message you're trying to share? Where are the people that uh, you want to hear your message? Where are they? So for example, if we're going to be doing some kind of a big branding project in Indianapolis, for example, we would, we, we would want to be maybe using Instagram. Um, if we were doing pictures and parks and foods and bicycles and the river or whatever it might be, we want to definitely use the platforms where you are going to be able to uh, reach and engage with your target audience. And you can do that easily because I would imagine that all of your cities and towns will have certain kinds of hashtags um, that you will that you will have created um, that you will both have co-created to be able to um, to promote your programs. So that's one thing. Um, automation, of course, is important. You know, there are tools like Buffer. There's a free version, B-U-F-F-E-R. Hootsuite is another one. 
Um, they both have free and paid versions. I personally like Buffer. And then there's Meet Edgar. You can also do social media sites. I gave a talk yesterday and um, uh, different kinds of tips and tools if you like some of that cool kind of stuff. It's a lot of free stuff um, that's out there. Um, and another tip, let's say, I would say that um, the key people should have, everybody in business needs to have a LinkedIn page. I don't care. Um, I don't care who you are in business. You need to have a LinkedIn page. So that should also be something that's well-written. And with an image. I'm always suspect when people don't put their photos on their LinkedIn. Yeah, I would never, ever, 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 yeah, do that. So, and then you also want to have your brand up on your cover page for LinkedIn for your city. Absolutely, because that's important. And um, another thing is, as far as if you uh, want to promote the initiatives of the city and sustainability, you want to go out and you want to speak. So you want to have your bio, you want to have your, um, uh, you want to have your speaking points, you want to have all of that stuff ready um, on a website or at least a, 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 you know, that your office might have. So when you're we're going out, you don't have to always keep creating the wheels. So like you probably have, which I know you do, you have a digital media library with all your notes and you need something, you pull it out and that's really important too. So your brand is online, offline, it's in person when you're out um, speaking with people and, um, and, and also the by the networking and the people that you also associate with. So your brand has to do about all of these things and they're all coordinated working together. Awesome. Um, I'd love to ask you one more quick question. Sure, please. Um, I know we're running out of time, but we've talked about kind of knowing who the audience is and, and needing to create the right message for that audience. And of course, big companies can go and market research and test all these messages out there, but that's not really feasible for a lot of local governments. I mean, yeah. they're barely able to keep up with a, a regular post on social media. So, um, you know, finding time for something like mm -hmm. that isn't always feasible. So what are some of the basic ways that they can achieve the goals of, of creating an and being effective with a targeted message um, when they're on like a shoestring budget and very crunched for time. Sure. So I think what you're talking about is how can you test out a message? Is that what you're asking? Kind of? Yeah. Super cheap and easy. Okay. Super cheap and easy. Okay. So uh, one way is to have focus groups. So a focus group um, you can have from uh, different communities um, within the within your city or town um, from different areas um, uh, depending on the concentration. So you had mentioned um, you have one neighbor neighborhood X neighborhood Y. You want to have entrepreneurs. You can have the chamber of commerce give um, their viewpoints. So you test out a message and see what people have to say. Um, that's really important. That can be free. I mean, you can have, you know, you can tie in, um, you know, the number one pizza shop in the community and they will, uh, you, you know, they'll buy get lunch. Yeah, they'll buy lunch or they'll buy whatever uh, or have it have a, at your craft, you know, at a craft brewery or something like that. And that so that people will also get engaged and want to come and want to give their input as well. Um, it takes a lot of time to do a poll. Uh, you can do, you know, with constant contact or other email providers, you can send out um, surveys. That's another way that you could test a message. Um, you can ask 
in person. You know, there's all kinds of ways. You can have a vote. You can have a contest um, on social media. That would be kind of cool um, that you could give something away. You could have it a project at a college, at a high school writing class. There's all different kinds of ways that you can get feedback. But the most important thing is that it has to align with the key uh, the, the key concepts of your brand, your values, your mission, your objective, and does it say who your town or city really is and how you want to make people feel like Keep Austin Weird uh, is a great example or, you know, whatever it might be for, you know, other other cities and towns. I, I know Wolfboro, uh, New Hampshire says they're the oldest resort in America or something like that. Whatever it is, it's like whatever your message is, stick to it and be consistent. You can always build and morph on it, but you have to have some kind of consistency all the time and clarity. Clarity is key to any messaging. These tips, Robin, have been so helpful and I really think our audience is going to enjoy them. Um, I appreciate that you gave so many uh, free resource examples because that's usually the price tag that their uh, social media and engagement go <laughs> for. Uh, so I think that's super helpful as always. Um, such a pleasure to chat with you and have you on, on SAS Talk with Kim. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for joining this episode of SAS Talk with Kim. You can listen to other podcasts in our sustainability action series at sastalkwithkim.com. Remember that action is the key to your community's sustainable future. What will you act on today?